Another installment of the Morning After podcast is underway. Let's go. Here we go. Mike Keller, Jenny Matthews, producer Tater. We can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to our podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we appreciate you. I am not that grumpy. You are grumpy. You've been in a bad mood all day. I, I, I haven't been in a bad mood all day. Now... What had happened was uh, the day we recorded this podcast, we you know we did the morning show, and at six a.m. someone changed the settings with the with the mouse on the computer. I'm not going to get too technical with it, but this one computer, um, the the program that I edit a lot of the audio on, somebody had changed the mouse settings. Like I, I knew like if I if I click left, it does this, but if I click the right, it does this, and if I click left and hold, I can drag. And like somebody completely changed the settings around on it, and like so for us to. When we put together our Music City Minute that airs every hour during the morning show, there's a way, I, anybody who who works, you know, and you have a set pattern of the way you do things every day, and then all of a sudden somebody comes in and messes with it, completely changes it, I feel like you should understand my frustration and maybe be a little, you say you're an empath, and I'm just really not seeing that right Here's now. Here's what's funny, that was about three and a half hours ago, and you're still stewing on it. No, it's, it's time to let it go, like I, Elsa said. <laughs> I'm Let not, it go. Let it go. I'm not stewing on it. It's just that you you had mentioned to like you're half right. Like it was. It, it did kind of. It started my day off rocky. And when you, when your day starts like that way, it, it can it can linger. And I acknowledge that. But see, that's a choice. I know, but then you you keep saying you're grumpy. Stop being grumpy. Stop being grumpy. Like that's not helping at no, all. No, you're either, totally grumpy, and I'm not having it because my day is a whole lot better when you're in a real good mood. And usually <laughs> you are. Look. And usually I can pull you out of your bad mood, and I'm not enjoying the fact that this one's sticking around. You your pullout game is weak. Should we go around the room and see how everybody else is this? You're the only one with kids, so I stand by that sentence. <laughs> that we know of, considering me. No, but here's like, you know what? If you, okay, let's just say um, you got five nice emails or comments or compliments or whatever, but then one person sends you something negative. It's like, that's the one you choose to stew on all day. You know what I mean? Why is our brain like that? Think of all the good things that happened to you today. You got to work safely. You're healthy. I brought you donuts. <laughs> Right? Doff nuts. You did. And then this one thing happens with the computer and you've let that overtake and overpower. Let's let's be done with the bad and, mood. But but then see now you calling me out on the podcast for being such a piece of shit. Oh my is, God, you're uh, not. You're not. And like, that's not, you're not. Hell, you're like, this is why you should be happy, which is making me feel like a jerk for not being happy. I want to be happy. But I'll tell you this. If it weren't for the bad days, we wouldn't appreciate the good ones. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. All right. So you know what? I'm going to have a stink day and come in tomorrow more grateful for what should be an amazing day, as is every day with you, Jenny. I'm Mayden. in a very special mood. Thank you, Mike. I'm in a very special mood, a very good mood, very alert today because uh, I went to bed last night about 8 o'clock. Um, and about 8.30, I actually missed a phone call from my son who was calling to tell me that he made the jumbotron he my husband had taken him to the t-mobile center the jayhawks were playing i guess i guess they just do that every now and then for fun oh, no well not for, for for marketing like it makes sense obviously oh. you know they play their home, home games usually in lawrence yeah but they have a huge fan base in kansas city so they'll they'll be back later this year they're doing another uh uh mizzou kansas basketball game i yeah. think uh in a week or two, I don't know. It's it's right around the corner. Which, as a Mizzou guy, not looking forward to that. The Mizzou basketball team is trash this year. Oh no, they are so bad. They're so bad. Well, my husband's a Mizzou guy, and you know, but he just thought it'd be fun to take my son, just because my son's really into basketball right yeah. now. But it's um, 
I don't know why Kansas City doesn't have an NBA team. I feel like we are such a sports town and people would go and support it. It would be great. I don't know why we don't. It looked so legit. The pictures he <clears throat> sent me were just awesome. Yeah, I'd like a, me. For, I'm not a huge basketball guy, but I, I've wondered the same thing about hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, uh, it, I'm telling you, it's a matter of time. This is not anybody cares, but like uh, the, the, the franchise in Phoenix right now, the Arizona Coyotes gets mm-hmm. absolutely no love, no fan support. Like, and they're broke as a joke. Their arena doesn't even have a sponsor. Like that team needs to move to Kansas City. Seriously. But, when when we had, I mean, we had arena football here, the brigade. And yeah. I was actually a brigade girl back in the day. Oh. Yeah. Um, but they, but the, I mean, the the first season was p- packed. I mean, everybody came to those yeah. games because we just want to support whatever team Kansas City is bringing. And I gotta think if we had a basketball team, that it would be big. I, don't, I, I would say the 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 current the NWSL team is a great example yes. of that. Now they're 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 still, man, they're making moves. Yep, it'll be they'll win a championship within five years. I'm calling that right so now. So exciting. So what did Wait, Miles do on the jumbotron? Like when you make it, you're on the jumbotron. I mean, right? It's your time. To shine. Yeah, oh, like, and he did. And, like, did the camera, do we know if the cameraman gave him a heads up? Like, hey, you're going to be on the Jumbotron in, like, five seconds? I or? do not think so. Oh. I just think he, you know, you know how kids are. Shoot, I'm like that. Like, yeah. who doesn't want to be on the Jumbotron? As the, you, you know they're panning around the audience. And so he had his eyes on it. And so he started just putting his arms up in the air, doing a little dance move. My husband's next to him, me, like, making like he's swinging a rope, like a lasso. <laughs> oh, the rally towel move. <laughs> yeah. We call it the rally towel move, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And he was on there for, like, one second, but he was really excited, and we got a picture of it, which is super cool. So I did have a time to shine on the Jumbotron once. Um, this was in St. Louis. I went to a Blues game, and we were in very special. I was actually sitting in the same section as some of the uh, wives and, uh, and girlfriends of the players. Like we're because I because I we do know a guy over in St. Louis who works for the Blues, and, and he's a country music fan. Is so like. He would come over here for concert, and I would totally like, yeah, but here, you take my concert tickets, but I want some blues tickets yeah. when I come to town. Oh, yeah, we've got a very crazy scheme going. Um, but it um, – so I was in a very cool section, and the cameraman comes up, and he's like – and he's kind of like he, – he's looking around, and I had, had just enough Bud Lights – I'm like, I'm like, hey, camera guy, hey, hey. And I'm pointing at myself. I'm giving myself the two thumbs. I'm pointing at myself going, I'm – I'm the guy. I'm like, trust me. And he's like, all right, dude, like next whistle, you're on. And so and so I was prepared for it. And he came to me. And a lot of people, they make the mistake, rookie mistake. When you're on the Jumbotron, don't look at the Jumbotron. You need to look at the camera. So it's like you're looking at the crowd. And that's what I did the whole time. I had Katie take video. And I stood up and I looked right in that camera. And I'm <laughs> muscle flexing. And I'm pointing. And I'm throwing, like, I'm, you know. Do you have your... a video or pictures of this? I don't remember. Like, maybe oh. Katie might have it somewhere in the depths of her phone. This is at least probably over five years ago that this happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a while ago, but we were. But I was like, let's, let's go. go. Get out, throwing my hands up, getting everyone pumped up and flexing muscles. <laughs> I remember at a Mavericks game, old producer Tater over there made a. Uh, you remember what it was called? Oh, I. I, I can think of it, but I don't know like what it was exactly. Old Tater made the dad dance cam. Yeah, you did not. Were you <laughs> yeah, doing the the thing you do? Uh, my little pancake dance. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I the, love it. What was cool is like so I've had a great relationship with the Mavericks over the years, but that was completely unplanned. Like they didn't tell me that was happening, and, and I don't know if they that. But but man, like we were kind of in our own little. <laughs> We, we like the seats around us were empty. It was just kind of the four, whoever all was there, we were there, and we had a couple of empty spots. So, so Tater stood up, and I mean, he get when Tater when oh, he you don't dances, mess around. Yeah. there's no, yeah, he doesn't half ass it. There's there's some moves, and the cameraman caught you 
and it was awesome. I was trying to think because uh, we're going around the room talking about getting on the Jumbotron. I was like, I know I've been on one recently, but where was it at? And I'm so glad you remember because I totally forgot it was at the Mavericks game. Oh, I'll never forget. And, and the fact that you were on the dad dance, not the dance cam, right. like the dad dance cam. Their ultimate goal was to point out bad dancers. And they kept you on the screen longer than anybody That's else. Awesome. And they, they locked in. They're like, this dude's getting it. That's too good. I don't think I've ever been on the Jumbotron. I, I wanted to be, but this might, hasn't been my time to shine yet. It's okay. I'll get there. Oh, I got to tell you, it's in a. I'm a little. Can I? Can I share something that I'm a little, uh, little embarrassed about? Oh my gosh! Tell me everything. Well, What's going on? Here's the deal. So, we did this for the first time last year. We're doing it again this year. We do these advent calendars from Costco, right? And I'm totally going to shamelessly plug this because, you know, last year we do we we do Facebook Live every day. You know, so you can see live. You can see how many people are watching. You can see the live comments as they roll in. I got to tell you. Ain't nobody watching my videos. Like <laughs> I love you. You're one of my best friends, and I don't watch your videos. Like um, we, 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 these videos have been. Go, they go like 10, 15 minutes. And what it is is we. we so the beer advent calendar this year. It's you know we've got these beers mm-hmm. from all over Germany. We'll just pull my. You know you're. Just, it's just if you're one of those people who likes to try new beers, try new wines or whatever. These advent calendars are for you. Mm-hmm. So we're doing the beer one this year, and it's been fun. And what Katie and I do is we sit down at the bar, right? We just roll the camera. We crack open this beer. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll take sips. We'll try it. Kind of give our and, but then we'll also just have like life chats as well. Just kind of chat about what's going on. And like I watch them back, and I'm like, I feel like we're putting out decent content. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are way worse things on the internet, you know. But the fact that you know, Island Boy is making like a billion <laughs> views, right? And Katie and I can't get over like seven live viewers at a time. <laughs> I'm like, man, what's going on here? I don't know what to tell you. I just know, like, so you do it as a Facebook Live, right? Yeah, we go so you live. go live. I mean. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've ever watched anybody's actual Facebook Live. I know, but it's me. I know, but... But we do it at 7 o'clock at night, so you're probably asleep. It's a really good point. There's a real good chance of that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's good content, but people can go on and watch what you've already... It's still there, right? Yeah, it's there, but it's fun to interact with people live, like, as it's happening. Yeah. It's I, a busy um, time. It's dinner time, though, for some people, too. Well, we, we were... Like, the first week, we did it at, like, 6.30. We actually pushed it back to 7. Mm-hmm. So we feel like maybe at that point, people are kind of sitting down on the couch. You know, and, like, people are watching TV, but they're also on their phones, you know, yeah. so... I we we pushed it back. Maybe we'll get a little more interaction as we continue to just you know we'll do it every we'll do it all the way up to Christmas Eve. Oh my gosh! So I told you the biggest thing I was afraid of though was the uh, like those dark beers, you know, ones that look like motor I'm oil. I'm afraid of those too. They taste Are you disgusting. an oatmeal stout guy? Oh yeah, I love them. Really? Yep. Oh, sure do. Okay, fine. So, but so we, we got our first. It was like night five or six. We got our first dark beer. It looked like motor oil coming out of it, mm. and we were terrified. But you're you know we're committed to the bit. Like we're gonna try it. We're gonna we're gonna try it. It tasted nothing like it looked. And you know what, Jenny? Gosh darn Gosh delightful. delightful. Okay. It was. Interesting. It almost had a fruity hint to it. Really? Out of a dark motor oil looking beer. I'm like, mm. what is going on here? <laughs> I just can't I can't drink those ugh, those dark beers. I'll be honest with you. Ever since I started taking my medication, my Prozac, my Amateur Zac, I can't drink at all. That's okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get used to it. And I mean, not that I'm a big drinker anyway, but I tried to drink, I think, I, maybe a half a beer the other day, and I was... Oof. Pretty much drunk. You hear that? Bill, pills and booze for Jenny Matthews. I know. Wow. Wait. Well, you know what's funny? This isn't actually funny. I, I didn't. It didn't occur to me that it might be a bad idea to drink on it. I kind of like forgot that I had it in my system. You know right. what I mean? And then later I Googled things you shouldn't do while you're on this, and you totally shouldn't drink. But what else shouldn't you do? 
Um, you're not supposed to take certain vitamins and things. There's like some medications. Oh my gosh, how about this? I had a headache over the weekend and I took ibuprofen. Well, it turns out you're not supposed to take that when you're on it because your God. stomach can bleed out. I mean, oh, no. who knew? That's okay. You're not the kind of person that'll read something like that and then constantly worry that your stomach will bleed out for the next six months. Well, and maybe this is all a test from the medication company because old me would have worried a lot about that. New me is not supposed to worry about that. So I kind of worried about it for a second, but then I didn't worry about it. I was like, oh, my stomach might be bleeding. It'll be okay. Yeah, worst comes worst, you die. <laughs> which, which might not be so bad anyway. Jeez. I'm kidding. That's terrible. It's not true. No, in fact, I, you know, because when I started taking this, we talked about, we won't go too deep into mental health here. We did on the last episode. But I, I if people were like, is this for anxiety or depression? For me, it's primarily anxiety. But now that I'm on it and I'm, I'm it's starting to work, mm-hmm. I think I did have a little depression. About what? Your life is so perfect. Just look at your Instagram page. Not depressed like (laughs) I'm going to go take myself out. Not that. Just sort of like I always had a feeling of doom. I always had a feeling of, oh, my God, like everything's going good. Well, I'm probably going to die on my way home today. That's not normal. Like what a terrible way to live your life. (laughs) Anyway, we won't go down that path, but I'm doing a little better. Good. Mm -hmm. Good, 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 good. Um, I. uh, (laughs) You're just as bad at this. I feel like. For the most part, I'm better at this than you are, but lately I've been as bad as you are. And it's mentally texting somebody back, but not actually texting somebody back. And I did it to the worst person you should do it to. The boss? My mom. No. My mom sent the most beautiful text message. I think it was Monday. She was like, hey, I'm meeting Evelyn for lunch today. And I don't expect anybody listening to know who Evelyn is, but... So growing up, my best friend Willie and I, we've been best friends since first grade. I love that. Right? You're still close. Yeah, and, we, and, we're, and he lives in California now, but we've just, which we have nothing. to t- Everything about us is different, including the way we look. When I tell you I'm a short, freckly white kid, he's a big, tall, bluff, buff black dude. I mean, he is, <laughs> like, we look nothing alike, but, like, what's funny, we'll mess with people like, yeah, this is my brother. Don't we look alike? Right. See, like, we'll totally mess with people like that. I, I love the kid to death, but... um. So, uh, so Evelyn is, is, is Willie's mom. So our moms got together for lunch. Uh, and, and they're one of those people that they don't get together as often as they should. But when they do, they just pick up right where they left off. I think we all have a friend like that. Oh, yeah, my friend Nikki. It's, that's the best kind of friendship. I it, love it. It's awesome. So they met up for lunch on Monday. And they're like, and my mom texts me. I'm having lunch with Evelyn today. And it was, I, I, I saw it while I was driving. I had my Siri read it to me while I was driving. And I was like, okay, I'll respond when I get home. I forgot. Not a, not a big deal. Then, yeah, then she sends a picture. They took a picture. Mm-hmm. And my mom sent me the picture mm-hmm. of her. And they both look beautiful. They both look fantastic. And I saw it. And I don't know what I was in the middle of at home. But I was in the middle of something. And I saw it. I'm like, that's a great picture. I, I love that. But then I put my phone down. I never texted back. Oh. I, the whole day, I didn't text my own mother back. That's oh, how terrible I am. She was probably so excited to show you that. She, I guarantee I you she was. So I did make, so yesterday, uh, instead of like texting her back finally, I did. I called her. Because mm-hmm. I know mom, mom's, you know, she likes to, the, the phone calls, obviously. So I called her. I said, hey. And I told, I just told her. I was like, I'm, I'm just a jerk here. But, you know, how, how tell me everything. And apparently... They were just laughing their tails off the whole time, but they only talked about one thing. (laughs) All the stupid things that Willie and I did when we were teenagers. What was the stupidest? The well, the the stupidest thing ironically came from his mom, and she'll admit this, so I don't I don't feel bad saying that. But his mom, but my mom was very untrusting of me, as a mother of a teenager should be, because teenagers will lie, especially if they're doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. 
And so my mom was very good about calling me out on my BS when need be. Evelyn, on the other hand, was not. She was convinced that her baby boy was an angel <laughs> and would never do anything wrong. No, my 17-year-old boy never do anything wrong. But I don't think he's even seen a boob yet. I mean, like, you oh, know, boy. she just thought he was an angel. Mm-hmm. We all do. All moms want to believe. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And, and so they talked about, uh, apparently they talked about the, the first time he got busted for uh, underage drinking. This more, I wasn't there with him at the time because if I was there with him, he wouldn't have been dumb enough. You know where they were drinking? Mm. A church parking okay, lot. Okay, come on, stop. <laughs> Willie, what are you doing, man? Willie. I don't think he listens to the podcast, but what if you do? What the hell are you thinking, man? Oh, my gosh. But apparently, so apparently the conversation went like this. The cops get there, uh, you, know, you know, get them all out. Willie's very drunk, but he's with like two or three other people, right, with the boys. And um, they're, so the police call his mom. They call Evelyn. I'm like, ma'am. Uh, you, are you are you Willie's mom? Yeah. Well, we're, we're here. We've got him detained right now because he he's at the at the church parking lot, and he's been uh and, and and there's there's beer here too, and her immediate reaction she told the cop, honest to God, that's not my son. She's like she's like, <laughs> um, well he's there with who is he there with? Uh-oh. And he named like like three like him and three friends. Well, yeah, they're probably the ones doing the drinking. My son doesn't drink. Right. Good Lord. And so the police. God bless them. They had to have the patience of an angel. They, they were like, ma'am, ma'am, Willie's drunk right now. Okay? Right. He is he is hammered. He is completely slightly like you don't know. You have to come get him. This this kid cannot drive. He needs to go home. Uh, but you you need to come get him because he is too drunk to to get himself home you right know, it's now. It's so crazy because we all have those those memories and those stories. We all did things we weren't supposed to be doing and whatever. And some sometimes we got caught and sometimes we didn't. But it is crazy to now be on the parenting side of things. And as my kids are getting older, I mean, we've got almost nine years old and eleven in my house, and like thinking, you know, here in a few years, Jules will be. I mean, before too long, she's going to be dating. She'll be driving. She'll be going to events and parties. Yes. And I, it's just crazy to me to think. And I'm not naive enough to think that she's not going to to do some things. I, I hope she makes the best choices she can, but I'm not stupid. I mean, I know the kids just, you ha- you almost have to, it's a rite of passage, right? You have to go through stuff. You have to, to make mistakes. But my biggest thing is just, oh my God, if you're, dr- if you're drinking, please just call me. I will come pick you up. Like, I will hold your hair while you throw up. Then I'll yell at you the next day. Right. But I will help you through the moment just because I don't. Let's not let's let's danger. not take a bad situation and make it worse. Right. Like for I don't I don't know how many like teenagers listen to our podcast and, and like obviously like I get it like you don't want to be anywhere near your parents I get that but like man if you are in a pinch it doesn't matter how much trouble you think you'll get in man if you're in a pinch and you call them and you say hey listen I'm in a place I shouldn't yep. be and I need you to come get me out your parent will they will stop they will rush yep. and you'll you'll still get in some trouble but it'll be so much less trouble and you know what your parent will be grateful. For calling yep. for you calling them, and they'll trust they'll they'll trust you more, more. in the future. You're so a hundred percent right on that. And kids don't realize it at the time. I know I didn't realize Nobody it at the time. Does. I Nobody know. does. But I I actually have had that conversation with my kids and said, "Listen, you're going to mess up. That's part of what you do." It's funny when I ha- when I had Jules, somebody said to me, just gave the comparison that babies' kids are cavemen. And it is our job as parents to just turn them into civilized human beings. And I've always remembered that because the more I go through this, it's so true. Like, they're they're dumb. <laughs> they're, they're all dumb. You have to be taught. You have to see. You have to make mistakes. You have to know better. You have to do better. You know, it's just that's, that's life. 
So yeah, I'm my mom, and I'll and I give her credit for this now. But growing up, she was very nosy. Mm-hmm. She would trust but verify, and she would, and that's how she found out. Man, every anything I didn't want mom to find out, she found out. She would snoop through my backpack. She would go in my room when I wasn't there and like just see if there were any like notes or anything. And she found some stuff. But I'm like, man. So uh, were your parents like that? Were they were they snoopy mm-hmm. or did they to trust? Your... I think they trusted me maybe too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I think like there's Evelyn. a fine I think there's a fine balance there. Yeah, no, I don't think they were naive enough to think I wasn't, you know, that I was some angel. I don't think that, but I do. I think that they. Um, I don't. It was just parenting was different then. It was just different mm-hmm. times. I feel like everything's so different now. I also feel like now, especially with cell phones and stuff. I mean, I can know where my kids or well, my daughter. She has a phone. I could. I can know where she is at all times. So back in the day when I was like, hey, we're going to Lisa's, but we weren't going to Lisa's. We were going to a party over at you know, Joe's house. Mm-hmm. No one would have known any different now with all the tracking and things you can just you can't get away with as much yeah like the teenager they're in a tough situation because if they want to lie to their parents like they can they could get away with it oh yeah but they're not going to be able to have their phone on them yeah you can you can take your phone over to where you said you're going and leave it there but then you don't have your phone and that's like also i'm gonna say that phones I honestly can't wait till my son gets one because with my daughter, that's that's the ticket right there. And she's a good girl. I don't have to threaten her too often with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to take away your phone. But taking away the phone is a fate worse than death. So it is awesome to have that little tool of don't do it again or I'm going to take away the phone. You know, Tater, you're an interesting personality. You're an interesting cat. So I'm, I, now I'm curious about your parents growing up. Were they strict on you? Did they always check, make sure you weren't lying? Or, or did they trust you for the most part? Uh, my dad was very interesting because he's from South Boston. He's uh, 100% Irish, and he's been a drinker almost his entire life. And he was always like, Homer, you've been drinking, huh? And I'm like, nope, sure, I, I, sure, Dad, I have never had a drink in my life. you know. And he just looks at me and goes, mm-hmm. So he knew. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, they know. Yeah. Have, have I told the podcast, have I told the story about the podcast about my mom and asking if I was still a virgin? I know, I know I've heard I know you say story? it, but I don't know if it's been on the podcast. Oh, I think you, I think you did. I feel like I know this story. <laughs> I, since I brought, I'll, I'll make it quick. But so my mom, again, not was naive. When I was like, <laughs> like starting, starting when I was like fifteen years old, she would just like every couple of months, just out of the blue, she'd be like, "Hey, like, yeah, what's up, mom? She'd, Good morning, good morning. Hey, you still a virgin? <laughs> what?" <laughs> Like what? Like my mom was hell bent on making sure that I did was not like a a, a dad before I should have been, Good right? For her. Wait, oh, no, again, I love this now. Yeah. And like some people will disagree with this way of parenting. I am here for it, and I'm grateful she did it. She's not stupid. But like every couple of months, out of the and usually it was in the morning when I was just would come downstairs, you know, getting the eye boogers out, and she'd just be like, "Good morning." I'm like, "Hey, what's going on, mom?" She's like, "Hey, still a virgin?" And so. One day. <laughs> so one day I was I was 16 and I was not anymore and uh, of course not and she, and man and she's like hey good morning good morning mom hey you still a virgin and I'm like yeah she's like you had sex like, just, oh my like, God. So, like I swear like the neighbors heard it like it was insane and I was like oh no she's like. Where are your condoms? Like, she immediately went into birth control. She's like, I want her to good show me her, her birth control. Again, good and for I want her. you to show me where you hide your condoms. I'm telling you right now, you don't have to hide them. You know, just, I'd rather see them because I, then I know. My mom was a beast, man. And I, I, I love your I, mom. I love it, man. She was the best. Mm. What about your That's mom? Funny. Was she strict or was she trusting? My mom was a very interesting character. She was always nosy. And for some reason, mm-hmm. my mom had it <laughs> that every neighbor that we lived around was cooking meth. And so. <laughs> 
I'm not making this up. We lived in a duplex one time, and she called the police at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'll never forget this. They pounded on the, the next-door neighbor's door, and the guy wakes up. It's literally 3 o'clock in the morning, and he's Ooh. like, hello? And they're like, yeah, we have reports that you uh, have a funny smell coming from the vents into your other neighbor's uh, duplex side, and she's curious if you are making methamphetamine. And he looked at it, he goes, <laughs> I got to work at 6 o'clock. It's 3. And he slammed the door, and he was pissed. Oh he did not God. like us after that. But I remember one day I came home, and I had something to tell her. I go, hey, Mom, I woke up from a nap. And she goes, <laughs> she had the straightest face ever. And she was like, you got busted for meth, didn't you? And I'm like, well, you shut the, the hell up. Meth. I'm like, Mom, I've never cooked meth. I never even <laughs> had even tasted meth. meth. I'm not, you know, I'm like, I'm not Walter White of Breaking Bad over here. I'm like, no, I, I don't even know what it was I had to tell did, her. But. Did you have, like, really bad teeth? Is that why she thought you were on meth? <laughs> no, well, that's why I have Invisalign, thanks to North Kansas City Dental. No, there I'm just is. saying. Oh, shout out. <laughs> hey, my nice. mom was just so weird about stuff like that, but I never really, I did do dumb things when I was young, right. but it's like she was more worried that I was going to turn out to be a meth head for some strange reason. That's so funny she had that in her head. Well, I mean, it's a valid worry. It's a valid concern. I can see that. I mean, yeah, but mom, everybody, we, touched, we discussed this last Last week, it all starts with the marijuana. Okay, <laughs> the, the, fact, the fact that she went straight to methamphetamine, <laughs> and you didn't even live in Missouri. That's where all the meth is. You uh, lived in Illinois growing up. What? I don't know what y'all had over there. I, I don't know, man. She was just crazy. See, my dad put the fear of God in us about drugs because, like, he, he being a police officer, he would take us down to the police museum. There was some kind of a police museum in Baltimore. Of I don't, course I don't there know. was. Of course there was. And he would. Go, and I don't know what. This is all I remember about it. There was like. There were these little like windows you could look into, like like a museum, and there were there were drugs in the windows, and you could walk and do do a little tour and see all the things, and then it would tell you like why everything was terrible and why it was gonna kill you. And but see that's what a weird, dumb, I, weird no, thing. I can appreciate the um, I can appreciate the educational value behind that because like you know you a lot of kids, some kids are genuinely curious, like you know everyone they tell whether it be. Whatever the drug, like they don't know what it looks like. Yeah, I think that was the point. So of yeah, it. like this, this is, is what, what it, it looks, looks like. like. If you see it, stay away from it. Right. I that just, makes sense. I don't know. I, I mean, I just the... think that Dare really didn't do anything for us in school. Like you I know, think that I was disagree. just a joke. I mean, at least for my school. I mean, see, we went to Dare, whatever this and that. I'm like, okay, we're all like laughing about, yeah, oh, the marijuana, huh, huh, you know, whatever. See, I disagree. I thought the Dare program was a very good program, and I think if it's not still happening in schools, it should be. Uh, I think it's a little outdated. Uh, I, I, I think they, they would need well, uh, just just update it with with current facts and information. I remember in the Dare program, they had us all they had us all sign like this this big banner. You had to sign the thing. Yeah, there's a big banner. Yeah, and then you sign the banner, and I'm committing to be drug free yes. and alcohol free and tobacco free and all that. And there was this one girl. I think her name was Mindy. I can't believe I this story. I haven't thought about this in 30 years, but it's in the back of my head, and here it is. But I remember this one girl was very hesitant, told the teacher, she's like, I don't know if I can sign this because I don't know if I'll ever smoke a cigarette or not. Like, she was very I'm honest. i sure. And she, and she didn't want to sign it and lie. And I'm like. Hey, I appreciate her honesty. Dude, I feel like the teacher, part of her kind of chuckled and went, you can sign the damn poster. It's fine. Just, like, <laughs> because, yeah, and I'm so, like, all or nothing. I would have been like, if I've signed the poster, this is a life commitment I can never do. Now Mindy's in jail signing her life away. Right. <laughs> or maybe she's a, a CEO of a major insurance company who just takes a couple smoke breaks i mean what? <laughs> like we don't know like i appreciate her honesty you know uh, mindy, i um, hope mindy. you're doing well and i'm uh, a functioning alcoholic <laughs> uh, mindy's doing well but i can't believe that i thought of that like 
The fact that oh. I remember that from the fifth grade. But see, and I think it's hilarious that you think it's hilarious that you remember these random things from fifth grade. I remember so many stupid things from growing up, and I share all these stories with my kids. They love it. They love to hear the stories about when I was growing up, like the time that. David, Tell me a dumb random story. Like the time David King tripped me when I was walking down the hall and I went like stomach, like like slid down like a slip and slide <laughs> down the entire hall. And you know why he did it? Because he liked you. No, I didn't have any boobs. And he was like, I shouldn't have any boobs. And he's like, told everyone. He's like, she can just slide really fast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, that guy's a piece of trash. He's I kind of like him. Hey, screw you, David King. <laughs> what a jerk. Dang. I know. He was so mean to me. I was very underdeveloped. I didn't develop. Well, I never really developed. I had to buy him. <laughs> but <laughs> You bought two pairs. Two cents. <laughs> you got one for your 20s and one for your 40s. Listen, had to be redone at some point. <laughs> Thanks, David King, for giving me a complex. Can I? Honest, okay, because there's no way that this doesn't kind of sound weird, but it's it's going to sound weird, but it's not meant to. But I remember because you're you're very open and honest about oh, all the plastic in your body, right? <laughs> yes, you're you're totally. very you're very it's honest, fine. and I appreciate. It. And I remember there's like, so like us as men, and this goes both ways, but like there are just certain questions that you're just genuinely curious about, but you feel like a creep asking, like, and you're like, <laughs> I mean nothing by this. It's just genuine <laughs> curiosity. So. <laughs> You and all your procedures. Many procedures. <laughs> I have asked some questions. You and, have. And you've been, you've been like, oh, yeah, I totally get why you would wonder that. <laughs> and here's the answer. I asked you about breastfeeding with implants. Oh, my God. And it worked out very well if you're thinking about doing it. It works out fine. But I didn't know. I didn't know if it was going to. It did. And I was just, and I, but, but I was... I felt so weird asking. Like, at this point in our relationship, I don't know why anything's off the table. <laughs> We've discussed it all. You know, here's a little behind the scenes of the newest thing that makes me very uncomfortable. I don't know why this makes you uncomfortable. So we were at the, it was last week, we, were, we uh, Q104 through the Nico Moon concert. And so we, were, we got some of the pictures back and we were looking at some of the pictures. And, and there was one, like the, there was somebody, we were on stage introducing Nico and somebody from behind the stage was like taking pictures of us talking to the crowd. Like we had somebody out in the crowd taking pictures and then somebody backstage got to get like the back behind the scenes view. Well, this was literally the behind the scenes view because it was the back of all of us. And when do you ever get to see the what you look like from the we rear? Don't. So Jenny, I guess, was wearing very nice leggings <laughs> that day that apparently <laughs> pushed the butt up to a point where she was like, wow. I have an incredible ass. You, I believe was the words came well, out of your mouth. No, you pay extra for these leggings, and now I know why. Because they do. They have a special built-in formula where they lift up your butt a little bit. And I, no, I did not say I had a great ass. I was saying no, that were, I no. no, I was. I go, Mike. Oh my god, because you're my best girlfriend. I was like, oh, these leggings totally are worth the money. They lift. They lift everything up. I was so excited. So, no, but you were like, Mike. Look and at you, me. you zoomed in. You're like, check out my butt. <laughs> look at my butt. Doesn't my butt look great? And I'm like. You are a married woman. I feel like I'm Stop. uncomfortable See, no, like saying we, that like, we, hey Jenny, great ass. Listen, like I don't like no. That's not the relationship we're in. No, we're, I know that, but I it was know. it just that of all things <laughs> felt weird to me. See, it's weird you got uncomfortable. I haven't gotten uncomfortable yet. I mean, we, there's no I don't have a lot of off-topic subjects. All right, so uh, over the next week, I'll try to come back on the podcast next week and I'll try to like just bring up something that really oh makes gosh, you uncomfortable. Uncomfortable questions. Let's ask each other uncomfortable questions <laughs> next week. <laughs> We I need, love it. We need like a things? magic eight ball that actually gives you like weird questions to ask people. Oh my gosh, I'm going to Google. Actually, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to Google. What are the, the most uncomfortable questions to ask people? 
Oh, I, I mean, like this. you were talking about virginity earlier. I mean, that's kind of uncomfortable for well, people to talk about, The only reason it's uncomfortable about, right? for me is because my mom listens to the podcast, and she there's just things she doesn't know and doesn't need to know about things. <laughs> well, and that's the difference, because my mom knows everything. She was so dang nosy, she just figured everything out. <laughs> but I kind of love that. 60 uncomfortable questions. Okay, that's for next week. We're not doing <laughs> yeah, that this oh, week. Oh, this is happening. Okay, we'll this do that totally next week. Happening. Uncomfortable questions will be the title <laughs> of next week. Awkward questions no, to ask people. No, no. Yeah, then we're so doing this. Let's, here, here, okay, here's something kind of, we'll save that for next week. <laughs> okay. But here's something for this week. Uh, and Tater, I want you to lead this off, being is that you're the only single one here. Uh, either that or, I don't know how many girlfriends you have right now. So yeah, a few, honeys. Um, <clears throat> of course. <laughs> what is it, when you're on like a first, even a second, third, maybe the first month of dating, is there anything about you that you're comfortable enough to admit? You don't have to say anything if you don't want to. Is there anything about you that you hide from a potential yeah. future girlfriend? Like a part about yourself that you're not, you're like, man, people don't need to know this like about me. Like a nipple? Like, Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, or just, or just, yeah. or just something maybe like that you like that you're like, man, I, I feel like I shouldn't like. like okay, for example, I don't. I'm right. I'm a gamer, but you're more of a gamer than I am. Yeah. Like you, you're online. You have the headset on. Do you maybe hide that fact about yourself that you sit and play video games with a headset on and you're closer to 40 and 30? Like, does that, is that something you hide on the first date? I mean, kind of, because I remember I was playing last night, actually, and me and this kid got into an argument. He goes, what the hell are you, like, 30-something years old living in your mom's basement? I go, first off, my mom's dead, so, I mean, let's not talk about it. No, too soon. And for two. And for two, I'm like, you shut your damn mouth, you little kid. And he was like, I'm 17, so I'm literally yelling at a 17-year-old on Xbox Live about a game that's five years old. So, yes, that does seem a little odd that I'm 37 years old doing that. But I'm very good at the game, and I like whipping kids' ass. Hey, and, but- and, and you enjoy it. And, and that's the key is that, look, is just being comfortable with yourself and just saying, I know it's, it's, it's maybe, maybe you think it's weird, but I enjoy it. I'm not going to apologize. I use the video games as an example. Can you think of anything else off the top of your head that maybe on a first date you're not telling somebody that you're potentially courting? Yeah, um, I have a hairy back. Now, I did get it waxed one time for a float trip. And let me tell you what. I know, Jenny, you've given birth, and you've had a lot of problems with yeah. all that. And you've tell, you've you told a us a lot about it. <laughs> Getting my back waxed in my upper arms, it felt like death on earth. It was the worst. And I was drinking oh, yeah, trying to do it. Try doing your genital region. Yeah. <laughs> Give that try a shot, pushing a watermelon through a lemon, tater. <laughs> You know, I didn't get the taint waxed or anything like that. But, I mean, geez, Louise, it hurts so damn bad getting my back waxed. So, I mean, it is. And and I've said this before. Like, remember one time, this is the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me besides getting pantsed in front of a girl I liked. And it was really cold out that day. Yeah, shriveled. Yeah, it was. I was in a pool. Drinking scary. (laughs) I had a cold soda between my legs. Leave me alone. So I remember one time, uh, I don't know why, he was my best friend, Steven, at the time, and I was uh, grabbing a T-shirt from my room, and he opened up the door, and I kid you, like if I, I like I was a woman that ha- had her breasts out, I grabbed the front of my shirt, uh, grabbed the shirt, and I put it in front of me, I go, ah, and I ran off into my room, and he goes, oh, what the hell's wrong with you? I go, man, I'm hairy. He goes, so am I. I don't give a damn. I'm like, oh, right. but I'm still, I mean, I'm, I'll walk around my house without a shirt on because I'm more comfortable okay, now. Can I but... just ask you, though, why haven't you done laser hair removal? Well, we need that. That's a future endorsement, okay. hopefully. Are you just going to lean on Jenny to get you all these free products? With your LASIK, and I, now you're going to get your back hair zapped I, I, off? I did got... ads for laser hair removal for years, and, and the big there are so many men go, and they don't want to tell anybody that they go, but for the exact same reason. I mean, who wants to be a hairy beast? I'm not even a hairy baby. I have this one little itty bitty patch of chest hair just right in the middle yeah. there. 
whenever Katie gets real mad at me, that's she goes. She, grabs and, it? she pulls it. She pulls my little pet. It's like the size of a quarter, and she just pulls these all all six of these hairs. And I'm like, stop. So I remember one of the things I've always been self conscious about, and I laugh about it now. I've learned honestly. I've just learned in life, just laugh at your stuff, and it's just easier. But my thumbs, I have very large thumbs. That honest to God, and you would agree with me, and it's okay for you to agree with me. They look like toes. Am I right? I mean, they're very fat, short, stubby, Jenny, ugly thumbs. Thumbs are perfect. In no, every way. They're terrible. Beautiful thumbs. And I've always been self-conscious because it was for years and years I didn't know that they didn't. I thought everybody's thumbs looked like that. And then somebody pointed it out, and I was probably David King, the kid yeah. who me down the hall. Hey, David King's a piece of trash. <laughs> he is. But I remember then from that point on thinking, oh my gosh, like I have weird freakish thumbs. So I've always been like that. And so believe it or not, I'm about I'm, I meet my husband and I'm like, wow, he could be the one. I mean, look at this guy. He's so good looking and whatever. Chiseled. I had a wart. I've never had a wart in my life. I had a wart on my big fat thumb. First date. I'm like, what am I going to do? So I just, I covered it with a Band-Aid for a little while. And I just tried to tuck my thumbs in. Like every time he would just glance at my hands and all, I would just tuck my thumbs in. And finally, he's like, why do you have a Band-Aid on your thumb? And I was like, oh my God. And I had to show him. And then it was like together. We worked on my wart. And then that's how I knew it was true love. Like we went and got the medication and tweezers and (laughs) picked it out. Put duct tape on it, which, by the way, does work. Duct tape on a wart does work. I had warts on the bottom of my feet as Ugh. a te- as like a as a kid. I don't know what. Screw all of you guys! Like, what? okay, no one can see this, but if this is something. Like, all of you just made this face. We're sitting there just having this open discussion, and then I get these judgy faces from all of you. I know. Oh my god. So but I, couldn't, I couldn't help it. You know what? It's because I was playing roller hockey at the time. So there was some excess sweatage in the feet area because I, was, I had rollerblades on all the time and yeah. played hard. I was a good hockey player. Anyway, so, but no, I had to go to like the foot doctor and they lasered them off. Holy hell, you want to talk about some Is that pain? Tap, tap, tap. And they had to zap. Uh, there's. A little, little cluster of warts down. Okay, that is disgusting. I'm sorry. But, like, they had to hit each wart, like, a dozen times yeah. to kill it all. And so you're talking over uh, 150, 200 zaps on a foot. Man, that hey, that hurt. You should have used duct tape. It did. It worked like a charm. So what do you do? You just put duct you tape on the rip I can't remember now. I think you just, wrap, you just keep wrapping it in duct tape. And I don't know what it is about the duct tape that, that makes do it come out. Do you rip the duct tape off, or do you, like, cut off the circulation? No, you just like put it, you did, like a Band-Aid. You just put duct tape instead of a Band-Aid. Put duct tape on. And, and let d- it sit, let it simmer, let it do whatever it does. <laughs> and then eventually you pull it off and the wart just goes away. It's terrible. Wow. Yeah. I would have rather had that than uh, foot lasers. I'm going to Google why that works. I don't know why I'm gonna, it works. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a story because I've, I've talked about this enough, about this, this particular thing that I enjoy that now I'm comfortable talking about. But when I first discovered it, I told nobody. And it took my wife. I, I hid this from my wife. As a married man, I hid this from my wife, which is just never a good idea. But it's when I discovered that I liked the ASMR videos. <gasps> yes. When I discovered, because I, it, it, I discovered ASMR videos because of a, a bit that Ellen did making fun of it. And the video she showed, I, it just kind of, if you know what ASMR is, you know where I'm going to, and if you don't know, well, chances well, are you'll it, see it. It'll be weird to you. The gist of it, I knew, I knew, I didn't know what it was called, but I've always known that I'm affected by it because I knew as a kid, and I always use this example of we would be in the bank and I would, the lady would be clicking her her acrylic nails on mm-hmm. the keyboard in, in a quiet bank mm-hmm. setting, and I would kind of go into a trance. Yeah, I super relaxed, like oh, I just want to sit here and listen to that all day, and then I realized later on that's that's ASMR. Or there are some people. 
who gently, just just the way they present things and the way they talk slowly and accurately. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's a whole thing. And and, and it's it's one of those things where it either you either have it or you don't. Yeah, because Tater, I don't think has it. And 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 I and I'm not naive enough to understand. If if you don't get it, oh, it is weird. My husband thinks I am a freak. It is so weird. Yeah. So when I discovered through the stupid Ellen clip that I like, she showed this video. I found the video on YouTube and I watched it. And like, at first, I was just kind of just curious about it. And I was asleep within five know, minutes of watching it. it. And it was like the best nap of my life. I'm like, whoa. And so I, I want was some hooked. more of that. I was like, this is. <laughs> <laughs> this is how drug addiction starts, right. kids. So before I know it, my YouTube search <laughs> history is full of these, like, two or three ASMR people, and I've watched, like, 50 videos. And I forget what happened, but we wanted to watch something on YouTube, and so Kate, my phone was right there, so she went for it, and I quickly grabbed it out of her hand. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll, oh, I'll, 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 I'll look it up. <laughs> right. And so oh she God. let it slide, but then later in the car... She was like, "All right," and she she pulled, she was like she was like, "What are you hiding from me on your phone?" She's like, she's like, she's like, "I feel like you're not having an affair because that just doesn't seem like you." But are you like watching porn, like some weird porn? Like she was genuinely like, like we it's can so, talk about it. Like it's she's okay. like she's like, yeah. "Do you have a certain fetish that you just want to like, get out there?" And I'm like, <laughs> imagine the the hysterical laughing that my wife oh did my when God. I was like. I'm going to show you my YouTube search history, and it's going to be the last thing you think it is. And I told her it was the ASMR videos, and she's just like, and I was like, I can't help it. I'm like, I like it. It helped. Like, I sleep so good after watching these videos. And she's like, I get it, but I'm I'm, I'm going to judge you for it. But don't hide things from me because you can see how my she was like to explain how you can see how my brain went to some worse spots oh, than yeah. ASMR. And I'm like, I know. I think the worst thing though is now you and I are both following this ASMR guy named Lloyd. Hey, no, don't tell people that I'm watching Lloyd. Man. Oh, I got And so, like, when you're in, I'll just say this: when you're in the middle of watching the Lloyd videos and Stop. you're in full <sighs> ASMR mode, no, listen, I'm backing you up. He's my guy too. He's but not my guy. He's your guy. Shut up. When you're watching it and you're into it, you're like, and you're in the trance-like state. It's it's fine. But I was I was showing it to my daughter. I don't know why, because she brought up ASMR. I'm like, right. look at this guy. And then I started laughing wildly because I was I wasn't in the mode, you know, to relax. Right. And I thought, oh my god, if anybody saw this, or if Katie saw that on your history, she well, would be like, what are you doing? Katie doesn't know about Lloyd. Um, the thing the thing about him. So uh, Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd Lloyd is like a probably a fifty year old guy, uh, very hairy, uh, big very mustache, hairy. Yeah. and but here's the he reminds he eats cake. me. The, <laughs> happy birthday. He pretends yeah. he's at the movie theater, the concession guy. Uh, he that was one of my to favorite a, episodes. He pretended to be a TSA security agent not too long ago. That was awesome. I'll have to go watch like, that I'd one. I'd like to check your bag for explosive devices and handguns. <laughs> Fall asleep to it. No. But here, here's the you're gonna look because some, somebody listening to this is gonna look him up on YouTube and be like, what in the actual hell is wrong with you? The reason I think <laughs> that 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 he relaxes me. God, talk about your stepdad. He reminds me of my stepdad. The way he breathes out of his nose, and just the hairy, the the, the mustache, and 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 the hair. Everything about this guy reminds me of the stepdad I had growing up, who was very a very different guy, and he would just be in his own world. Like he'd be out, like he's a big cigar <laughs> smoker, so he'd sit outside. And he would, and he would, when he inhaled through his nose, there was a nose whistle that was, that was, but it was, it was, 
there was something about the guy that was just relaxing. I don't know. I hate Listen, this. Listen, I watched this the African sucks. woman. I, I don't want to bring. I don't want to talk. American woman lady who has the best acrylic nails, and acrylic nails are really my trigger. But right. she eats pickles, so there's nothing that you could say here hey. that's going to be weirder than that. That woman eating the pickle—that is a wild video. She she's, is fantastic. Oh, no, she's that's she weird, is. and she's got this big. She's got the Michael Strahan gap in her teeth. Oh my god, she's my favorite. And I was watching her one day, and my husband came in. And he's like. Seriously, he's like, I'm concerned. What are what are you doing? What are you doing? Shh. So yeah. Okay, oh, real quick, back to warts. Duct tape is thought to suffocate the growth of warts by preventing entry of air and sunshine. So it, it's called duct tape occlusion therapy. And it, it's legit. It works. So. I had a wart on my index finger, and I was very subconscious about it. I already have, like, short, pudgy fingers. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing is, <laughs> is when... That comes becomes a topic, and girls want to like put their hand up, and my hand is like my fingers are shorter than theirs, or they're just about the same. They're like, "Hey, we've got the same size hands." I'm like, "Yay, yay!" Yeah, but I think I mean, you know, your fingers have impressive girth. If they lack length, they make up for in girth. So good for you, pal. Yeah. So uh, you know, we laugh, and then you know, <laughs> yeah, then it's that, time. Right? <laughs> hey, we're on the podcast. I bet they appreciate that. Come go time. All right. <laughs> I hate this episode. Can we talk about how when you two were talking about your warts, all right, there was no mention, there was no judgment, there was no facial reaction, and then I mentioned that I had some warts on my feet, and you guys all, like I'm the gross, you're all just as gross as I am. First of all, feet. (laughs) And then warty feet. Hold on. I have another story about feet. I don't know if I want to hear No, you do. Katie and I. I don't like feet. Katie and I last week, she told me that we need to do a foot peel. Have you ever done a foot peel? Uh, no. I've had many a pedicure, though. So foot peel is there. They get these, uh, they're like these plastic bags that are molded. They look like socks, basically, like ankle socks. And inside the, the plastic bag sock is like all this gooey stuff that's, you know, good for your feet, softens is your it? feet. And what it does is you put it on for like an hour, soaks your feet in this gooey stuff, and then your feet will start to peel. So you have that fresh layer of skin. Your feet are softer. Um, you know what we should do? We should go get piranha pedicures. No, they're not piranhas. They are piranhas. <laughs> they are not piranhas. <laughs> they're like koi fish. They're not piranha. Piranha will eat your toe yeah. off. And they're only in South America or something like that. There are no piranhas in North America. <laughs> you Hoosier. <laughs> but they eat the... They eat the skin off the bottom of your feet, mm-hmm. which is just absolutely disgusting. That is so My gross. feet are ticklish. I can do that. But back to the foot peel story. So you know my – because you and my wife are the same. You're big fans of, like, pimple popping and oh, stuff like – Oh, yeah. And, and, and so this causes your feet to peel. Yeah. And so she's, like, a big – she hates, like, the thought of, like, foot skin but loves, like, the, the watching of the peeling process. I get it. So she's very jealous of me because my disgusting feet have already started to peel. Like, I've got some clusters down there right now, like, as we speak. But her feet haven't started peeling yet because she takes better care of them than I do of mine. But yesterday, so she, like, wants to peel my feet. That's how gross she is. Mm-hmm. And she, so what I'll do is I'll, like, do it in front of her. I'll be like, hey, babe, I'm going to start peeling my feet. And she's, like, she's grossed out but also here for it. Anyway, so... And this is where we're going to go too far, but here we go. It's too far. So I get a real good piece of foot skin, right? Ugh. Right? I mean, this thing is long. Ew. And I'm like, so I jokingly, messing with her, go, like, I'm going to, I hover over her work desk, like, I'm going to put, because she's working at the time. 
course she is. And I, I like, I'm going to put it on your desk. I'm going to drop it on your desk. And she's like, no. And she smacks my hand hard, which causes me to drop it, which I did not intend to do, right into her glass of water. No! <laughs> oh, gross. And that concludes this episode of The Morning After with Mike Ellington. Have a great day, everybody, and try not to think about my warts or foot skin.